Good evening and welcome to the Mr. Elvin Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Mottram. It is Sunday, September 9th, coming off of the Redskins season opening 24-6 win in Arizona. Flawless victory. Joining me as always, it's Matt Searle. Hey, Jamie. How you doing? I'm good. I should have said fresh off of buying a new home. Indeed. And, uh, you know, fresh off of birthdays for both of us and a happy, happy Jewish New Year to all of our Jewish listeners. It's really been a big week. It's a big night. I don't know what you're doing. This is not good Jewish. No, I don't think. No, it's podcast. definitely not. There's literally family in the house. I am hiding in the most soundproof room I can find. But uh, I apologize to everyone in advance if boisterous New Year's celebrating relatives pop in while we're talking. Well, uh, they could. Hopefully, they're still riding high off of the win. I mean, that was that was. I, I thought that they were going to win this game just because I think Arizona is one of the worst teams in the league. And I think that Washington is in the middle, but I was not expecting to see them come out and just do whatever they wanted the entire first half and, and take a 21. Yeah, no, nor was I, I had forgotten what it feels like to win the season opener. It's been whatever it is four or five years or whatever it is now. Um, but I was also like you, I was surprised when the pregame show guys all picked the Cardinals. Like that seemed uh yeah really yeah. that happened it happened on at least one <laughs> network maybe on two networks and it was like yeah guys i don't i don't really know what you're doing there but okay sure um that's weird yeah i see i, I thought i i felt like there was a lot of stink on the cardinals coming into this like a lot of a lot of prognosticators would would have them in the bottom five maybe maybe bottom 10 teams in the league but i saw some like bottom five rankings uh but they did go eight and eight last year. Well, I have to admit, um, and this is really the, the people who are distressed when we don't watch the games are going to love this one. But going into this, I was really, uh, I just didn't think Carson Palmer could lead this team effectively uh, in this year of our Lord, uh, 2018. And so when it turned out that in fact it is not Carson Palmer, but it was Sam Bradford leading the team, it all made much more sense to me. Well, before we get into like the offense, defense, special teams, whatever, I don't know if there's going to be a format to this program, but before we do that, I I do feel like we need to caution against the bandwagon that I already feel that's leaving the station. Like the number of texts I got today from jaded Redskins fans being like, whoa, are we really good? It was a little overwhelming. I, I got, like, I only got one and that one read. I don't know how to manage my emotions with this. And I said, look forward to the uh, depressing 24-21 loss, which I was wrong about, but that's where my mind was at. So I guess, I mean, the way that I look, I mean, look, today couldn't have gone better. Like the Redskins game couldn't have gone better. The Giants lost, the Cowboys lost. Happy day. Um, but the way that I'm kind of curbing my enthusiasm is, A, I think, I think the Cardinals stink. And B, like, I think the Redskins are actually a good team when they're fully healthy. You know, like Chris Thompson, Jordan Reed, Trent Williams, the Alabama wall, the Alabama boys, whatever we're calling them. Like, when all these guys are healthy, I feel pretty good about the Redskins. I feel like that's a, a, a playoff contender. But most of those guys, especially on the offensive side of the ball, like, don't have a good track record with that sort of thing. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking like maybe enjoy a while yeah i mean i think that's the healthy approach i do think that oh by the way i did but i really should have mentioned adrian peterson not to cut you off but like adrian peterson is totally lumped in with like the chris thompson 
Jordan Reed, like enjoy while it lasts, injury scared. Well, so it's interesting because that's that's almost exactly where I was going is that I thought that Adrian Peterson, okay, look, uh, much better than I anticipated. All of my negativity certainly seems to be unwarranted. Uh, Mia culpa, I was wrong. I I, like I'll own that. That's fine. Uh, That said, the difference between when Chris Thompson was the guy who got the ball and when Adrian Peterson was the guy who got the ball was stark. And I mean, in, in Adrian Peterson's prime, obviously he was better than Chris Thompson, but in this game, it was like, Oh, Hey, there's what a, you know, healthy, relatively young, fast, you know, uh, mobile guy can do. And Peterson still has some of the moves still has some of it, but I don't, I don't lump him in with the other three. I think, to me, it looked like Chris Thompson is the, uh, the I don't know what to call it, like the deal breaker for this team. If he can stay healthy or as long as he stays healthy, mm-hmm. they can do mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I think, I think you, you're referring to him – you mean to refer to him as the difference maker. He oh, that's a, good, that's a good term for somebody yeah. who, like, yeah. makes the difference. Yeah, no, 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 I like where you exactly. went with that. That's clever. Yeah, like last year in the first half, he was great, and then he broke his leg, and they were not Yeah, it turned out he wasn't as good um, as fo- at football with a broken leg. <laughs> right well i mean he looked he looked incredible today his stats he, incredible. he's like, really good i think he had like 65 rushing 65 receiving like maybe six touches each way uh he just looked all and, and peterson uh, like i want to reiterate he looked good he, he looked better than i thought but just the, it, it wasn't he definitely looked like a good older running back you know what i mean like the, the and the stats mm-hmm. show it too at least on the running side you know the, the counting stats are not amazing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I feel like today was a perfect, like Adrian Peterson day, like a 2018 Adrian Peterson day, where, like, yeah, he, like he had almost 100 yards. Probably, well, factor in receiving, like it was like 140 or something. He had a touchdown, cracked the top 10 all time rushing list, got his 100th rushing touchdown, debut with the Redskins. We're making a shirt for him. It's incredible. But he still had less than four yards to carry. And I think that's going to continue. Like the the minus, like the negative, the less than four yards is going to continue as long as he's healthy. Like that's the yeah. best case scenario with Peterson. I, I think it's going to go like gradually downhill. I agree. And my biggest concern with his first one is that he fumbled. Like the big thing with him was always those like, oh, is he strong hands? When you shake hands with Adrian Peterson, man, you you know it. Like mm-hmm. the fumble, the fumble Boy, worried the heck out of me. Um, but that's just mm-hmm. me being a downer. I, what's interesting that I haven't heard anybody mention, like I, maybe they did, but I haven't heard anybody throw the right amount of shade on Kirk Cousins, which is that the defense can come much closer to pitching a shutout when the quarterback doesn't throw a pick six or fumble the ball inside the 10-yard line. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, the other thing I loved about the Alex Smith experience, and I knew this just from watching him in San Francisco and Kansas City, is like he's – markedly more mobile than cousins you know like i mean he that dude can move he can move and there's something i mean i always had my thing where i was convinced and i'm pretty sure i said this on the podcast where i was convinced that like there was something that just didn't feel quite smart about kirk cousins to me like he was he he clearly studied hard he clearly watched a lot of film but he just didn't have that instinctive Mm -hmm. thing and alex smith Mm -hmm. does uh he he just it was much more comforting to me personally as a human being to watch yeah. him run the football team mm-hmm. than it ever was with Cousins. Well, your suspicions about Cousins' intellect were confirmed this week when it was revealed that he tried to trademark you like that. <laughs> which, which was amazing on like a dozen different levels. Um, I, I've been trying to think yeah. of what else like 
you could trademark while you're at it. Like, do you think he has like you bike that and you mic that ready to go just for his cycling and broadcasting careers? I mean, I already revealed this last season when we were talking about cousins with all his t-shirts that he was selling when he was with the Redskins, which is like, I just, I want to play, I want to defend that corner. Like that's my corner. Like I make t-shirts and sell them on the internet. You are a quarterback that makes $30 million a year. Like just go hang out on your corner. That that's the corner everybody else wants to be on. Just stay there. Leave, let like let us pick up the scraps. But do you understand uh, whether from a professional or just a an observer point of view, is the team contemplating disputing his right to that trademark? Like, what was that filing all about? I didn't quite get that. <laughs> I'm not sure. And who's disputing it? Because nobody wants any merchandise that says you like that. I know this because we made a shirt that says <laughs> when you got signed by the Vikings. Nobody Not a bestseller, it. huh? Uh, in happier times, uh, Jordan Reed, healthy Jordan Reed is one of my favorite things. It's just incredible. He player. is, but I do spend a tremendous amount of time worrying about what is going to happen to him when he's touched or somebody gets too close to him or his feet hit the ground or like anything yeah you can't do that you can't you can't do that because you know you know it's coming it's inevitable but like to have this moment because i don't think last year he really had any there was no point last year where it was like vintage jordan reed unless i'm i'm misremembering today felt like vintage jordan reed like the touchdown he had even though it was like a two yard three yard grab like it was a great play uh, he had a couple over the middle where it just seemed like the difference-making Jordan Reed of old. Um, and, you know, that's I, he's probably the number one guy I'm talking about when I'm talking about, like, you know, enjoy it while it lasts. Because if he and Thompson, especially those two, are working together with Smith, I feel like we have a good offense. Yeah. But he's the most likely one to go down, and suddenly it's, you know, a two-legged chair, not a three-legged Well, and board. it's it's going to get worse because – he there's no wide receivers left did you notice that oh that was that was i can't remember what point it was maybe the second quarter it was like there are zero receptions well (laughs) that's because there are zero wide receivers so maurice harris was inactive with the concussion which we knew was going to happen then uh, i missed this because i guess i wasn't paying close enough attention although again to those skeptics out there i did in fact watch a solid 85 percent of this game uh but apparently uh cam cam what's his name went down in on the opening kickoff. Yeah. The Alabama guy. Um, And then obviously Trey Quinn went out with a gruesome looking uh, or at least painful looking injury. Uh, So by my count and I'm bad at math, but they have like three healthy wide receivers or something. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Crowder, Doxon, Richard. Yeah. Well, that's, that's three. Um, I think they have to do something about that. I don't, I don't like to play armchair GM, but I think that that needs attention uh, this week. Uh, I'm pretty sure Des Bryant tweeted something today. Uh, like it was, it was like kind of like a long tweet, like one of those that would not be contained by 140 characters. And most of it was about new England, but then at the bottom, it said something like Washington. I, <laughs> Well, I mean, once you've reached the Washington I point, uh, it's you might as well consider yourself on the roster. Can you imagine if they roll out Alex Smith uh, handing off to Adrian Peterson and throwing to Des Bryant? Like, wow, that would be odd. Is odd a good word? 
Yeah, I mean, I have nothing. Like, I'm just thrilled with the one and zero start and the full bill, mostly full bill of health. And and like, I mean, I saw the Steelers tie the Browns today. <laughs> like, I saw the Cowboys look horrible, horrible in a loss to the Panthers. Uh, you know, I feel great about the Redskins just dominating in Arizona. Is there anything else you want to say about the offense before we, before there's not, but before we move on, I I believe we have a sponsor this episode. We have a read. Are you ready? Um, Well, it's not even really a read yet. uh, Sure. Um, Because we, we are going to, I I don't don't know. Are we brought to them by, I have no idea. Uh, Brent, Brent sour or sower. Um, the Twitter account thereof, a charming and likable fella who uh, is fond of mm-hmm. D.C. area sports teams. Uh, I believe he's also now a Carolina person, much like yourself. Um, he likes uh, the band Paramore, which is when I first became acquainted with him mm-hmm. on Twitter. He was uh, running a Paramore, I believe, fan page or something like that. Just an all-around charming fella, and we're glad he listens to the podcast. Do you like the band Paramore? Um, I, I don't like them as much as I want to. They are, as a late period emo band, um, they should be in my wheelhouse, and I really like their lead singer. Um, I really want to like their songs, but I don't like them as much as I should, and it's to my eternal shame. Uh, well, Brent Sauer, so it's at Brent Sauer. He's sponsoring yep. the podcast. It's not spelled like the word sour. It's like yeah, sour. S-O-W-E-R, yeah. That's correct. He said that... What he was hoping for, the ROI on this sponsorship, was an influx of six to seven followers. So I'm hoping that at least that many people will follow him. Um, it looks like he's actually in Franklin, Tennessee, is his Twitter bio. Uh, I wonder why I thought he was in North hashtag, Carolina. That was a mistake on my part. Hash, hashtag Preds. Yeah. Predators. Hashtag THFC. What do you think THFC It sounds like for? a football club of some kind. The Tottenham Hotspurs. There you go. Tottenham Hotspurs football club. Nats also hashtag HTTR sports, politics, books, and music. At Brent yeah, Sauer. he joined Twitter in June of 2007. Was that before or after you? Yeah, and I gotta say, lots of lots of good DC sports tweets. I'm looking now at uh, a, a video he tweeted of Daniel Murphy's reaction to Sean Doolittle riding by in the bullpen cart. This is good stuff. I'm gonna follow this dude. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's who that. If you want to sponsor this podcast, look, just tell us. You don't need to pay us anything. Just well, why not? Let us know if you want us to, to be the if you want to be the sponsor of this here podcast. You know, nobody says like a lot of people used to say. Oh, there's no money in podcasting. Nobody says that anymore. <laughs> this is true. I mean, uh, we could, but we're not going to. All right, uh, defense now. I watched, uh, this is where I reveal that I didn't watch the game. Uh, I watched the entire first half with my son while also working because I had to cram in some work in this one little window of my day. And then the entire second half grilling chicken uh, for two families that were coming over to our house for dinner. So not a lot of thoughts on the defense for me. Well, okay. So my thought on the defense is that they were real good and it's disappointing that they didn't manage to pull together the shutout. But the more important thought is from what you've described, uh, you need to half watch the game and work for every game for the rest of the season. Because that's when they were good. And then the second half, they were fine, but not as good. Um, 
And Mm -hmm. I personally blame you. Uh, Look, the defense looked really good. They didn't get quite as much pressure on the quarterback as I would have liked to have seen. Like there was pressure, but I guess they just didn't get home. Um, You know, the takeaway, the, the Quinton Dunbar interception kind of looked like he was surprised to have intercepted it also. Um, But look, I'm not going to criticize. They gave up one touchdown. Um, they were dominant. They let the offense be equally dominant by running the ball and doing time of possession stuff and generally being like an old-fashioned football team. Uh, it was terrific. I hope they do more of that. So I kind of feel about the defense like I feel about the offense on the injury front. And I think it's because of like Allen and Payne. You know, Allen not playing most of last year and Payne not playing in this preseason. I guess the comparison is like, as long as those guys are healthy, along with like a couple other dudes, like Norman, Kerrigan, uh, Brown, like I feel, I feel good about the defense. Um, I also feel good about the new nickname for Allen and Payne, the Alabama. I like it. I'll take it. I mean, if there's one thing Alabama as a state is known for, it's its walls. So why not? (laughs) Uh, did anything happen? Let's see. Oh, Quentin Dunbar got yeah. an interception, and I saw that they did um, the kind of no-fly zone um, celebration with like a full kind of like arresting of the of the uh, intercepting defender. Yeah, the, I, I'm gonna say there was a lot of like shtick on the defense that I feel like maybe hasn't mm-hmm. been fully earned yet. Um, but you know, it's good. You mm-hmm. lay the groundwork. You keep working the bit. It, it gets. It starts out okay, and then it gets annoying. But then. If you keep going with it, it gets good again. And um, I think that, that mm-hmm. they're using a really solid improv approach to the whole thing. Um, Ryan Anderson had at least one rush on the quarterback that looked fast and good and really reflected the preseason hype that he was getting. So that was also nice to see. Um, I saw he also got to play a little fullback today. I think it was on Peterson's touchdown. Well, you know, you really, uh, when you've got somebody in the backfield who's 38 years old, you need someone in front of them. So it makes perfect sense. Uh, did anything else happen interesting with the defense today? I mean, they played Arizona in a lot of Yeah, so the, the problem is that they allowed those six points. Like, it's just exactly not a shutout. If they had, you know, if they hadn't let up that one touchdown, we'd all be going insane. But because they gave up that much. It's, it's kind of like, okay, they did good, but not great. I mean, at halftime, as somebody, um, Rhiannon, I, I don't remember her last name. Who's with the athletic DC. Yeah. Walker. She had that tweet where apparently they had, um, allowed fewer offensive yards to the Cardinals than the Cardinals had given up penalty yards. So like, that was impressive. I mean, that's really good. It was a great performance, but to your overarching thesis, as I understand it, Maybe the Cardinals are just mm-hmm. terrible, you know? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard because I, I, mean, I don't know anything about, like, the Cardinals' offensive line. It could be the worst in the league. But they have Sam Bradford, competent quarterback. They have David Johnson, one high in my fantasy draft. They have Larry Fitzgerald. Like, they're not nobody. They're not, you know, they're not nothing. You got to feel good about the six. Uh, Certainly six better points. than I would about the 27 that I expected them to give up. Um. Anything notable that happened in special teams today? Any missed kicks? Well, great. Uh, did anybody pull off a trick? Punt? No, on the whole, it was quiet except for the loss of Trey Quinn because Trey Quinn was one of the returners. So 
there's now the question of who it's mm-hmm. going to be. But other than that, no, there was nothing mm-hmm. of any substance. Um, yeah, I noticed that. I was like, oh, Trey Quinn's returning. It's nice to have a rookie returning. You know, you don't have to put Crowder out there and have that whole disaster like last year. And then he was on the on the ground. Out of curiosity, can you hear the screaming in the background? Because it sounds like the children in this house. Is that the New Year? I believe it's either the New Year celebration or just my children have gone feral. I'm not sure which. Um, but I wasn't sure if it was coming through the mic. Um, well, let's move on. Let's wrap this up. Uh, coaching and or broadcasting. I have a combo point. I have a All right, hit broadcasting. Um, there was they showed a graphic with a Jay Gruden quote at one point about Alex Smith, and it was like, you know, we don't want Alex to come in and like build with us, you know, over the next two or three years. We don't have two or three years. We 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 already built. We want to win right now. <laughs> and I just thought that was a funny quote because it was like, it was so true, but also like the truth in it was kind of speaking to the dire situation that Jay Gruden finds himself in (laughs) because it's like, yeah, they need to win now because this is like his fifth year with the coach or with the team and they've made the playoffs once. Um, But also like, are they really built to win now? You know, like this isn't the Vikings where Kirk Cousins comes in and everybody's like, oh, the Vikings are already like a Super Bowl contender. So we're going to win now. No, the the, the Redskins won seven games last year. They added Alex Smith, and the time to win is now, but the expectation is really like, oh, Well, they had best be built to win now because, uh, as we keep saying, Jordan Reed isn't going to be around in the future. Chris Thompson isn't going to be around in the future. Adrian Peterson, like, is in his, like, last days on earth. So, like, if they're not going to win now, I don't know when you think they're going to win. <laughs> I, the, the other broadcast uh, note, did you catch uh, the, the issue with Trent Williams? early on okay so no I, it was funny because no. i was only half listening even when i fully watch the games i have the volume pretty low because i can only take broadcasting yeah. so much but uh i hear them yeah. talking they're talking about trent they're usually just listening to, to paramore's well, first album. the first album really left me cold but i like to put on her uh you know her her song with b.o.b the airplanes but the remix version uh is Paramore a solo? No, Paramore act? is a band, but uh, Haley, I forget her last name. Haley Williams, I think, uh-huh. is the one who does the hook on yeah. Bob's airplanes. Doesn't matter. Um, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, but no, so so I hear them talking about Trent Williams, and in my head, I'm sort of just expecting the usual, like, oh, you know, the best guy on the team, anchor the thing, and I hear them talking. They're like. Yeah, you know, uh, notably, notably good pass blocker, but not much of a run blocker. Or maybe they said the other way around. And I'm like, wow, wait, what? And I just kind of followed it away. I didn't think about it much. And then they come back from commercial. And whoever it was who was talking was like, so listen, I, uh, I meant to be talking about uh, Russell Okun or somebody who was on the other team. Uh, uh, Trent Williams is actually really good at both run blocking and pass blocking. My bad. And it was like, okay, that, that makes wow, sense. Wow, the rare yeah. walking the back. The yeah, rare walking it Totally back. like wow. flat out like, whoops, that was not I, – I read the wrong side of the card to you guys. My bad. Um, That's how you know when you've got a, a good left tackle, that announcer will call back after the break. Yeah. Or, or either that or people rioted on Twitter, which I wouldn't have seen because I wasn't following Twitter during the game. But other than that, it felt like a clean mm-hmm. broadcast. Apparently, it was America's Game of the Week, which seems cruel to America. But whatever. Are you serious? So down here, because I'm in Panthers country, it was going up against the Panthers game. So the Panthers game was the local Fox game. 
But I guess if you were not in Panthers territory, Panthers Cowboys, you'd be watching. Red Apparently so. I mean, it had the, the it had the America's right. Game of the Week logo on it on, uh, and the uh, bumpers and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I was shocked uh, yeah, yeah. as well. I the one other thing from the broadcast. Um, what was Jordan Reed doing on the sideline? There was like he was kind of had like I don't even know how to describe it. He was down on like both. You know, he had. His, I don't know yeah, described as almost like crab walking, but on one arm and like kind of thrusting a little bit, like a dance move. But it looked to be like he was yeah. No, so maybe? I'm going to do I'm going to do the classic podcasting sure. move of reading somebody else's tweet. John Kime of ESPN.com uh, tweeted actually not too long ago that yes, Jordan Reed is aware of video of him on the internet uh, doing quote unique exercises on the sideline. Uh, Reed said his mom texted him the video after the game. He said the routine is a minute long. Reed, quote, just firing my body up, getting ready for movement, close quote, which uh, this is me now, no longer John Kine, but which explains why we've never seen it before, because usually he's not moving. Mm, yeah. Uh, he has usually, it was at that point in the game. He's right. He's been walked off into a blue tent somewhere and we can't see him. It's going to be so sad when the Redskins start off like 2-0 and after, you know, beating the Colts and then Jordan Reed and Chris Thompson, both great <laughs> things. Well, on that cheerful note, uh, what else did you notice this week? Uh, not a whole lot, man. I'm, try- I'm trying to think of anything else. Well, so here's my big question. My big takeaway or, or, or walk away from this game is what if mm-hmm. every game this year was going to be this kind of like a solid but like unexciting win 200 yards passing 120 total yards rushing uh not a shutout but like a real good defensive performance the team just kind of wins how long does that stay exciting for you indefinitely i mean is that is that good enough for the year in in this scenario the redskins going 16 uh, well see i guess not i guess we have to assume they win I don't know. Let's say they let's say it leads them to about nine wins. Uh, how do you feel about that season as a whole? All right. Great. Well, let's hope it keeps happening then. I feel I mean, don't you? Don't you feel great about anything? Well, I I don't know what the dividing line is. Like eight's always a little lukewarm because eight you're like you're not gonna make the playoffs and you're probably like two games out. But nine to me is like you're you're playing for the playoffs week seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I'll buy that. And and obviously, if they're playing for the playoffs, regardless of how many wins it is, yes, whatever that is will be good enough. But just, I have to admit, there was part of me going into the season that thought it was going to look a little more exciting. Um, and this didn't look particularly exciting, but it was a really solid, boring win. And I will take solid, boring wins for a very long time, I think. What the? What were you I expecting? That was going to be exciting. I don't know. Uh, Paul Richardson? <laughs> this cleared the bar. Uh, uh, Jordan Reed? Chris Thompson? I don't know. <laughs> Paul Richardson sounds like a lawyer. <laughs> it's funny because, I, as I said his name, I'm, in my head I'm going, that is that guy's name, right? That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, like, I, 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 I almost – I think the reason I'm not super excited – right now i'm just pleased and you know would love for this to happen over and over again but i'm not super excited because i did think they were going to be good like my prediction was nine or ten wins i think i might have said ten but who even gives a shit um but my i thought they were going to be good um i just didn't think they were going to be healthy and you know right now they are so and when they're playing the arizonas and indianapolis of the world i i think they're going to win more more of those games than than not um 
it just matters if they can keep it together and actually show up against the Phillies of the world. Well, I guess, uh, I guess they have lived up to your expectations more than they've lived up to mine, but I'm still, I'm still pretty <laughs> happy anyway, man. <laughs> Did you pick them to win like four games? <laughs> I picked them to win nine games. Uh, I could never pin down your, like, so your opinions. They, I went on our good buddy. Uh, I didn't go on. I contributed to the mega prediction podcast that uh, JP did. And uh, yeah. on there, yeah. what I said was nine and seven, but it's going to be a fun nine and seven as opposed to last year, which was a really dreary seven and nine. Um, and mm-hmm. Uh, this think, didn't feel yeah. like that to me. This didn't feel like a fun nine and seven. This felt like good, but I, I was, I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm just not fired up enough. Is it me? Am I broken? Maybe when your team wins 24 to six on in week one and the stars all play they like did. stars. They totally did. Um, they're supposed to be happy about yeah, that. Huh. Yeah. Boy, that's really depressing. I, um, I'm going to try to adjust my medication before next week's podcast. And... The bill, the bills made the playoffs last year and lost 40 to three to Baltimore. This is, this is true. Although there was part of me that was like, man, Baltimore, like they look good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, admittedly, the Bills starting Nathan Peterman in hindsight uh, was a completely predictable disaster. So there is that also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I'm still not totally comfortable with the Redskins having this like firm footing on the middle ground of the NFL, but you know, like they've, they've been between seven and nine or seven and 10 wins every year. And that's pretty much like where they are now. Well, they're just a really mediocre team. Uh, They're They're just mediocre. Yeah. But maybe this, I keep waiting though. I keep waiting though, like for them to be the team that's starting Nathan Peterman, you know, like that's what, but that's the thing is like, they got, they got exactly smart enough to never be the team that's starting Nathan Peterman. They will, if they are faced with the prospect of starting Nathan Peterman, they will trade for Alex Smith. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the team they are now. Um, And so then Mm -hmm. the question this year becomes, is Alex Smith good enough to make them, you know, a better team or not? Uh, I guess we'll find out. Sure. looks like he is Uh, optimistic ending. Yay! Uh, Pat Mahomes threw for four touchdowns today in his he sure did. debut. By uh, the way, I felt like that was relevant to the Alex Smith. Well, analysis. I will say that you know I know no one cares, but I started him on my fantasy team, so Pat Mahomes can keep throwing the. You yep. started Mahomes. Wow! Not only did I start that's, Mahomes, that's, but I benched uh, Cam Newton to start Mahomes. It takes pretty big Mahomes. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's uh, you should workshop that before you make the t shirt. That just, yeah, that just <laughs> happened. Um, before we go, I didn't realize this, but you set up the second season of Mr. Relevant podcast. Um, we're now on Spotify. I know that's wild to me. I listen to all my podcasts on Spotify, and I thought there was like you had, I thought it was like a payola thing, like you had to like grease the palms of the Spotify, like programming people to get on spotify but no like the mr relevant podcast yeah the weird thing for me was that i found that out because i have i use i have a family account set up and i was logged into the other one and needed to find a playlist for my main account so i searched for matt turrell which usually just brings up you know my account so i can find my playlists and it brought up the podcast i was like oh my god what a debacle this is but uh yeah there we are so so if so if you, dear listener, are, are are listening but don't know how to subscribe to the Mr. Relevant podcast for some reason, uh, 
you can subscribe like 18 different ways and they're all listed on mrirrelevant.com. So yeah, it seems really weird when you think about it, that it's always at the end of podcasts that they're like subscribe with, you know, Stitcher and Spotify and Overcast or Apple podcasts. It's like, we're here, man. We've been listening to you for 30 minutes. We know. Yeah. It's like very rare that I would get to the end of a podcast that I don't. And be like, well, how on earth do I find more of this? (laughs) Um, what else should we say? Do we have any other sponsors? Uh, there's Brent Sauer. Everybody remember, follow at yeah. Brent Sauer. It's spelled like power. Brent Sauer. Uh, did we um, check in on, uh, has, has Burgundy Blog resurfaced? Have we checked in on that yet? I haven't noticed, but I haven't been like in Redskins Twitter. Let's go look real quick. Nope. Today. No update yeah. since he quit. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I, I, I need, I want to market test this with you really quick. Uh, so we've been workshopping a couple t-shirt ideas off of off of today's game and the first one of course is alabama wall uh you know for the defensive front the other one i really hope i haven't mentioned this to you but the other one for our new running back is rushing machine oh my god i can't decide if i like that or if i just hate that so much that i like that it's kind of great I don't know what you're talking about when you say yeah I, I because my, I I I love it with like the strength of the sun. Yeah, I might kind of well. So here's the thing: I love the shirt. I just I'm so lukewarm on this running back for so many reasons. Did you see uh, Barno's yeah. piece in the post yeah. by any chance? Yeah, Barno Rudy. I can't remember his last name. Used to be a commenter who went by DC Barno. Um, oh, I think that guy had a. Um, I think he blocked me. I think we might have had a Twitter encounter. Oh, man. I didn't know he was published by well, the Well, I think he was just a guest columnist or a guest editorial, but his, oh, okay. his whole thing was like he still hasn't forgiven Peterson for the uh, whipping the child thing, um, which, oh, I mean, yeah. I, sure, I can understand that. That's bad. Um, but, yeah, so his, his point was it, it's tough to root for Adrian Peterson, and I don't know how much that's affecting me or not, but for whatever reason, man. Because of the child. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Apparently, uh, that leaves him cold for some strange reason. Go figure. Well, you know, that's kind of like, I don't know. I, I haven't really read up on how he punished his children with switches yeah. and whatnot. Uh, but I Yeah, no, like... my, my advice is don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to. And, like, I don't know. Well, I, I don't want to speak on something I don't know anything about. But I'm just like, look, I was spanked when I was a kid. I, I, I don't know how Adrian Peterson was raised. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just gonna say, don't read the details, and you'll be much happier with yeah. it. Uh, I'll be much happier reading, like cheering for him. As yes, he, as he. Has yeah, because I'm convinced that part of the reason I'm so lukewarm towards him is that that is just in the back of my head, and I can't get it out. And it, no, it has no bearing on his performance on the field. And yes, there are cultural differences across the board, but just man, it. it, it I just, I think it's back there somewhere. Uh, one last note on the t-shirts: Did you see uh, that JP? Uh, and a bunch of guys went to the Grand Canyon, and JP was wearing the Fight for Old DC shirt uh, on the Grand Canyon. Oh, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, dig through, retweet, uh, share, fave. Um, <laughs> t-shirt model. JP noted family. t-shirt model. Um, I think that's mm-hmm. it for me. But, uh, you know, hey, if we get a week one podcast up on night one, I feel like we're doing pretty good. Hey, what are we going to do? Are we going to do a, a, like an episode after, after each game? And that's that. Are we gonna have like 
pre-games? Are we going to have emergency pods? Like, how are we? I love the concept of emergency podcasts where people are like, hey, everybody, they released a trailer for the new Avengers movie. It's an emergency. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I, I think we should let's start by shooting for after each game and as needed and go from there. Mm-hmm. All right. Deal. All Talk right, to you later, Jamie. Bye.